the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose, where I strategize with business owners on how to grow and scale their businesses to hit their income goals. This is episode 355 of the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose. Today, we're going to be jumping in tips for success for mompreneurs, and we're talking with Cousette Hoover. Cousette has a fabulous mompreneur journey roadmap that you're going to want to download that goes directly with all of the things that we're talking about in this episode. So if you're ready to work through figuring out that pendulum that you have to be able to create within your business, you're going to want to make sure you grab this. You can always send me an an Instagram DM at Jenny underscore Melrose, and I will send it directly to you, or hop over to the show notes and you will have the full blog post there that will have it linked in the post. All right, you guys, let's dive in. Hi, Cassette. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to get to have a conversation with you about the tips for success for mompreneurs. But before we do that, will you actually introduce yourself to my audience? Yes, for sure. Thank you so much for having me. Um, so my name is Cassette Hoover and I... Um, just love building a community for mompreneurs and helping mompreneurs all over. And uh, I really got into kind of that audience when I found myself with a newborn (laughs) and recently uh, had just left my PhD program and I needed a way to kind of still use my brain, if that makes sense. No, like, (laughs) um, I loved being a mom. I wanted to be a mom. That was a dream of mine. Um, but I think especially coming out of the PhD program and being a little older, I just, you know, realized I needed something that I could still build. And that was really important to me. Um, and so I, um, my background is in tech. (laughs) Um, I have a computer science, um, uh, degree and I was doing a PhD for instructional technology or learning technologies. And so my two loves is, technology and um, and just teaching and showing others how to use technology, whether that's in the classroom, which is what I did when I was doing my PhD program or um, or beyond as a mompreneur, as an online business owner, you know, there is so much tech that we have to use on a regular basis. It's, we're an online business. We, that is kind of the center of our world. And so, um, I kind of brought those two things together and then kind of joined up with moms and found my community because I also had a really hard time as a new mom finding a community that understood, hey, I'm trying to earn some money at home. I'm blogging. I'm doing all these things. Um, right. And and with those two things, I kind of found my my area, <laughs> my <Yes>. superpower. <laughs> no, I love it. That's perfect. And I think, you know, um, as far as the educational side of things, it is your expertise, right? Being able to teach people yeah. those things. And I think one of the biggest struggles is definitely tech. And that is one of the things I always hear from my clients. But the tech side can really throw us. So it's great that that's the niche that you chose. So let's start off really basic. When we use the word mompreneur, what is a mompreneur? How do you define that? I definitely am not the person that created the word, Um, but I think it's someone who is running a business and 
is a mom, grandma, great grandma. I've had uh, worked with everybody or somebody who is a main caretaker and has kind of responsibilities outside their business um, for someone. So I work with someone who um, she's uh, an aunt and she takes care of the, you know, her sister's kids um, all day long and lives with her sister and stuff like that. She runs an online business, but she's also a main caretaker. So I think that would fit in, you know, um, I have others that, you know, have maybe a husband or a spouse or something like that that is disabled. And so they're trying to do this online business to kind of provide for them. It, I really have it very open. It's definitely, I don't say, no, you're not allowed. Um, but I think for me, the biggest thing with saying mompreneur when I talk with people is the understanding that this is a piece of our life, that we're juggling a lot of different things and mm-hmm. um, and just having that understanding. And especially with me, with little ones, you know, I'm juggling a lot with them home and I'm at the stage of life, which is different than a grandma or different than, you know, older kids. Um, and so just kind of, uh, making that really transparent, I think is, is a yes. big thing. It's running that business as well as running that household, right? Yes. Whether you have little ones, big ones, no more in the house, but are still taking care of someone else. Yes. It definitely is. And it's just that trying to make sh- and find some sort of way that you can still focus on your business while still being there and being present for our families, which has become harder because social media makes it so easy for us to be on our phones and using it constantly and feeling like we always are working. So how does someone become a successful mompreneur? I think just what you touched on, I think remembering that mom is the first part of that. And I always say like, we're first moms, you know, this is, um, and understanding that, you know, there are going to be times where the business takes the forefront. Like you mentioned before we got online that you're recording a whole bunch so that you have the summer free. And, you know, so maybe there's a period a month or something like that, that's going to, you know, be a priority, but then in the summer, your family is the priority and, you know, you're there and you're doing a lot less with your um, business. So I think just kind of learning how to juggle that. And it's, I don't think I want to say like balance, but I hate that word because it does not exist. It does not exist. Oh, I'm so happy you said that because it's so true. It's more of like a pendulum, right? It'll go back and forth between the two and they're never going to be equal. They're always going to be one that you have to put a priority on and it can change day to day. You can get a phone call and got to pick someone up from school. And all of a sudden, everything that was planned for that day is out the window. And there's, there's, it's a very different way of running a business that from a male perspective, they don't necessarily totally understand it because they can walk out of the house or they can be in their office and they don't necessarily have the same prior, not the priorities, but tasks that need to get done and things that they need to worry about. We do have a tendency, of course, to take on sometimes too much, but... At the same time, you know, it is, it's that pendulum of trying to figure out where it can be. I love that you didn't want to use the word balance because it's not one of my favorite words either. There just isn't balance in what we do. There isn't. And I think that's a main key of like, just realizing that. And, you know, 
I, I have some work time usually on the weekends and my four-year-old uh, had an ear infection that ruptured. <laughs> it was in complete pain all night. And that just kind of threw my whole week off of like, you know, what mm-hmm. I would get done. But if, you know, I'm transparent about that, then I can communicate that and, you know, others can work with me with that. And, you know, being transparent that this is the case and I'm not an agency, I'm not <laughs> going to, you know, run your website 24 seven. I do right. want to help and I do want to teach you and I do want to, you know, support you. And if you're good with that, then we'll make a great team. <laughs> right. And it's not only your audience giving you that grace to understand that that's the way that your business has to run, but also you giving yourself that grace. (laughs) I hear a lot of women that beat themselves up because their tasks keep getting pushed later and later into the week or the month or the quarter because things become higher priority within their family and they feel like they're not accomplishing as many things. But I always try to tell people, think about the journey that you're on. That's why we say, don't compare yourself to others. Worry about yourself and what's going on in your own family and make sure that it's bringing you the joy that you actually want to get out of life is a huge piece of this. So what are your top tips for mompreneurs? Oh man, I think um, kind of knowing your why, realizing that... um, it's not a balance to pendulum that, you know, uh, and giving yourself grace, like you said, I think is so, so important. Um, connecting with your audience and knowing your audience really well um, and knowing the problems that they face so that you can kind of address them in your business, especially when you're just starting out and, you know, uh, developing your business. Um, and uh, I find a lot of people that are afraid, they like, they create the thing and then they're afraid to share it. <laughs> I was one of them. Um, and I think that's a big piece. Like, you know, nobody's going to know about you if you don't share it. And if you don't, you know, share it with your friends, share it with your social media, share it, you know, with everybody that you can and and not be afraid to. Um And that goes hand in hand, I think, with also with perfectionism, which I also suffer from, um, of, you know, trying to make it perfect and not, you know, also not sharing it or not launching it because you're, you're, you need to tweak it here, you need to tweak it there, you you know, and Mm -hmm. just kind of gain to that point where you're not launching it. Um, I think that happens a lot, especially with those that start with like a blog, they want the perfect design and the perfect this, and it's, it's fluid, you know my design on my site has changed so many times. Um, and the content is there and the content is so important to be found and for SEO and for everything. And so, yeah, you want a beautiful site, but also focus a lot on the content. Um, and I think the last thing is to, to really find your, your community, you know, whether that's a community of mompreneurs, whether that's, you know, um, there's so many out there. There's so many different communities that you can kind of jive with. Um, if you're getting into like Etsy and doing digital products or, um, different things like that, there's so many different communities, find others that, you know, understand because a lot of times, uh, family may not understand your husband, you know, may be supportive, but may not completely understand your why or exactly what you're doing or, you know, or, or, uh, your spouse or your friends, um, I know from experience, like I have very supportive people, you know, around me, but they don't necessarily understand what I'm doing. (laughs) Um, So 
I think finding truly your community where they understand and you can, you know, uh, throw ideas off of them. For me, that was also a community of moms where I could also be like, yeah, I'm having a really hard time potty training my five-year-old. <laughs> what can I do kind of thing? Um, or, you know, sleep training or whatever. And I have found, you know, uh, others that that was her specialty was sleep training. And so she, you know, helped me kind of with tips and tricks with that. And we were able to kind of go back and forth with our strengths. And, you know, also something that mystifies my my husband is that I call a lot of my clients or a lot of my audience, my friends. And he's like, mm-hmm. how can your client be your friend? <laughs> but it's true, you know, because we've talked not just on a business level, but on a personal level, on a family level mm-hmm. and connected through that. So yes, those connections definitely give you support, not only in your business, but also in your personal life. They do. We have a tendency of sharing it. And letting them know what's going on in our lives because we've had to cancel an appointment and our little one was sick and what's going on with them? Is there something they'll always jump in? I think those are people that are always in your corner. Those connections can also lead to growth for you because you can have them be in a different niche or a different industry and you can still support each other by suggesting them for a summit or uh, giving them um, a shout out to your audience because they have helped you with sleep training. And now your audience knows that you know someone and it's a good connection for them. Yes. I think that support is huge as well as sometimes the accountability those Mm -hmm. groups can also give you to hold and try to get the goals that you are trying to um, get accomplished within a year done. So, so good. What would you say are the benefits of being a mompreneur? Oh, wow. I think a huge benefit for me is having something that is mine. Um, I find meeting through, you know, uh, my business and so forth, a lot of um, empty nesters that have kids that, you know, are grown and everything. And they loved being at home during that time. But now they're like, okay, now it's my turn to do something. And I think Mm -hmm. I love the fact that I'm not waiting for that day to have my turn to do something. And, you know, it is the pendulum and it is all the challenges, but in this world where we can be online, I think we can so much more, you know, accomplish this. I mean, look at how many people are accomplishing this. Um, It's not a brick and mortar. It's not the same level of other businesses but we can be just as successful financially and, you know, in all different ways. And I think um, a huge one for me is, and it's your why too, you know, if you're really in this to support your family and be the sole breadwinner, then that's a different why than, you know, for me, it's, yeah, to support, to have some money to send my kids to, you know, the camps that they want and stuff like that, but not that whole, you know, it's more just for the connection and for, you know, having something for myself. And I think that's really important to know too. Um, Yes. And it's that example that you're setting for your children, right? They see you running a business and having those examples. (laughs) No, because that was honestly, when I started my blog back in 2009, it was because I had just had, I have had a six month old, had lost myself as a new mother and needed something that was my So when you're talking about this, I very much connect to your story. And I think the other piece of it is also now as they're growing and they're minor 13 and almost, well, they'll be 13 and 10 at the time that this comes out, uh, which is scary to say. Um, (laughs) But 
you'll have a teenager. (laughs) I have a teenager already. I'll have another one that's a preteen, which started years ago, it feels like. But but she has an example. They have examples of how you can run your own business and it can be done from home. It doesn't have to be done the traditional way where I also have... I don't have a PhD, but I have my master's. I did a ton of education, ton of student loans that came with that. And yes, I use the educational part of it because I am that teacher in the content that I create, but you don't have to go the traditional route. There are ways in order to support yourself and your families that can be done in a little bit different way. So exactly, exactly. I love, yeah, even for my two boys that are younger, I think it's so amazing for them to see that. Um, you can do something, you can, can do something from home. Um, my mom, I mean, my family is kind of entrepreneurial, <laughs> has had a lot of business, especially on my mom's side, but, um, she ran a business, but she traveled a lot because she had to go shows. She was wholesaling, um, uh, country or not country, but Western, uh, like baby and kids clothes. And so she had to go to a whole bunch of shows and travel for, you know, a good piece of the year, you know, she did also have, you know, the pendulum where the shows were like for a couple months and then she was back home, but it's different. I think where, you know, we can be home so much more. I mean, we have a conference or a summit or something like that, that we go in person, but it's so much less than I think a more traditional, um, a business. So yes. yeah, no, absolutely. So what is the biggest mistake that you see mompreneurs making? I think, um, I think having fear, fear of failure, you know, that mindset is so important. Um, fear of what other people are thinking of you and kind of not putting yourself out there because you're afraid of what others will think. Um, and then since I'm in tech, like also just like, well, I can't do it because I'm not good at technology kind of thing. Uh, you know, that self-talk, um, technology is a beast for everybody, <laughs> even someone who loves it, whose name is Techie Mama. <laughs> I'm right. in the process of moving sites and I'm having a just a challenging time doing it. Um, and I think, you know, there's so many things to learn with an online business and it can be really scary and really overwhelming. And I think, you know, that fear comes in, that self-talk comes in so quickly, but just, you know, knowing that you're not going to be an expert in everything. And when you're able, be able to kind of, you know, outsource that or um, have someone else help you with it. Um, Even before that, you know, you can make connections with others. And for the first part of when I was building all of this, I made deals, I'll do your website if you help me with, you know, my finances and stuff like that. Right. There's ways to get around that. Um, Even if you can't, so say, afford it, but kind of know what you're good at and know what you need help with. And don't be afraid to ask and don't be afraid to, you know, go for it and do it. Yes. One of the things that I continually preach to my girls is that it's okay to fail. We want to fail. That's how we're going to learn. Otherwise, you just stay in the same spot, stuck. And I think one of the things that you said earlier was really important as far as being afraid to sell and being afraid to put it out there to let people know that it's available to them. When we don't share it, it's actually being selfish. We're not sharing and showing that we can fix the problem. By not putting it out there, we're not solving the problem that we know we can solve for our audience. So when you think of it as you're holding your audience back, 
by not putting it out there and making it perfect and being afraid and taking that risk and that leap and putting it out there and learn as you go. We all are going to continue to learn this. We see trends changing with AI being talked about more and more. You have to be able to figure out and be willing to adapt to the changes that are made. Mm -hmm. And when you find things that are not necessarily working for you, like let's say, for example, you tried TikTok and it's not where your audience Mm -hmm. is, knowing enough that, hey, I tried this, I gave it a good shake, but not where my people are. I can move on from this and find the next best thing that is going to work for me and continue to grow my audience where it already is. Which for some of us, that have an audience that's 40 and older, it's probably still Facebook. I know people hate hearing that, but they are there. They are consuming content. You can't just say, oh, Facebook doesn't show anything. Finding different ways to use Facebook, whether it's through groups or whether it's doing a live or however you're going to go about using it. So that ability to be adaptable, I think is huge. So tell me about your mompreneur journey roadmap. So I put together kind of from my experience and from what I've seen with others, kind of a step-by-step of uh, what you need to do to kind of get started, I think. Um, And we talked about pretty much all these steps. So knowing your why, uh, finding your superpower, finding what you're really good at um, and what makes you kind of excited and motivated and, you know, passionate. Um, discovering kind of then the problems that your people face, that your audience face, um, and then developing whatever strategy or program or whatever you want to do with that. Um, And then not being afraid to shout from the rooftops and share it. (laughs) Um, And then lastly, uh, finding your community and finding your your people um, as well that will support you, not just your audience, but your people that will support you, um, which I think at times can be d- different people. You know, your your tribe might be different, more kind of in line where you are in business, whereas your audience might be somebody completely different. So, um, so yeah. Um, and I go through each step, kind of step by step um, and kind of have a little checklist and stuff like that. So you can kind of go through it and, and see what you're going to be awesome at and what your power, your superpower is going to be. <laughs> Excellent. It's the roadmap pretty much for this podcast episode is what it sounds like. It's all the topics you've talked about, especially you probably dive a little bit further into it, the teacher that you are, and really give them guidance on how to continue to move forward with it. I love it. We're going to link to that in the show notes. My audience also knows that when the listeners that they can always send me a DM on Instagram at Jenny underscore Melrose, and I will make sure that I send that directly to your inbox so they can grab that. Um, Because I appreciate you so much for taking the time to speak with me and sharing with my audience. I just appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so amazing. (laughs) Of course. All right. Well, there you have it. Cassette really made sure that she walked you through the entire understanding of a mompreneur. Many of you in my audience can probably very much connect with what she is talking about and being able to figure out how to get that pendulum to swing back and forth so that it is in line with what you see as part of your journey, your why, and going to fit with your business is going to be important, especially as you grow with your business and your family grows with your business. You will see that there's a little bit more of a swing either direction, depending upon what stage you are in with your children. All right. 
you haven't left a rating and review, I would so appreciate it if you took the time to do so. Just scroll down in your app. You'll see the spot for a rating and then just leave me a quick couple sentences about what you think about the podcast, your takeaways, what you feel could be worked on or what you think just works really well. I appreciate when you do so. It just continues to help me be able to get great guests to come onto the show. All right, until next time, I will see you all then. 